else. You woke up this morning, you woke up with some thunder, some lightning, some rain, and you should have been praising God. We need that rain. Amen. The only thing we don't want is the cold, though. Amen. And we got a church member who's going to Alaska. We have to remind him to leave that cold up there in Alaska. We don't want that here in Texas, you know. So some of you are like, I want that cold here. I sleep better when it's cold. Well, you know, I sleep better when it's warm. <laughs> Praise God. Anyways, with that being said, uh, I want to welcome you. If you're visiting with us, please take the time to sit out with a visit card you find in front of you. Place an offer place to come around and have a regular visit. We would greatly appreciate that. If you're joining us online this morning, we want to welcome you as well, but we want to encourage you to come and be a part of what God is doing here at Robinson Avenue Baptist Church. Come be in the sanctuary. Experience the power of God's Word. Experience the movement of the Holy Spirit. Worship with us. Sing with us. Pray with us. Preach with us. And be filled with God's Spirit. Come on. Off the couch and in the pew, you still got chance. You can make it in here this morning. God, I want to invite you to be a part next Sunday morning. Well, we've got some things going on at Rockland Avenue Baptist Church you need to be aware of. Number one, we have our church trailer outside. You know, it's kind of rusty. It's not looking too good. So the admin team got together this weekend, and in their infinite wisdom, they said, let's sell that thing. So what we're doing is we're going to put it up for sale for church members first. If you're interested in that, we will take it at best offer. $500 a thing is best offer, what they said. So if you're interested in that, we will be taking offers for a while, uh, and uh, hopefully through the next couple of days, I think it's through the week. And if you are interested in that, uh, contact monitor, contact me in the office, send me a text, if you have my personal phone number, and we'll get it in there, it doesn't matter. So if you want that thing and you want to work on it, we put a CLC, put a good shape all together and all around, you are welcome to that. So please. Please contact that office. The next thing I want to share with you, coming up in March, on the 25th, we have a Pinewood Derby Day. That's where you build a little car out of a Pinewood block. You just put little wheels on it, and you build a spirit suit, Baptist Church. It's being hosted by Central Oak Hill Baptist Church. And so they're still selling those cars. If you're interested in that, I think it can be the last Sunday. You can order a car. We've had two orders so far. Uh, so you don't do it at Rockland Avenue. You'll do it at Spirit Creek. But uh, Kimber Oak Hills will have a work day coming up February 18th. And you can get together with them. They'll actually cut the car out for you and cut out yourself as well. And they'll uh, weigh it, make sure it's official within the regulations, and prepare you for that race day. Those cars are $6 a piece. If you're interested in anyone, what man you to order your car for it, drop off an office for $6, and we'll order that car for you this weekend in a couple of days. So, so far, we're going to have two. So if you're interested, though, get with that. Also, after services today, we're going to have a dinner on the ground, potluck style. So hopefully you have come prepared and brought your appetites with you to eat with us in the fellowship hall. So right after services, don't go out to the parking lot. Go down to the fellowship hall and help us eat some of those wonderful food. But let me tell you, I was in there with these kids. I could already smell some wonderful things coming from the kitchen. So praise God here. So we may be getting out early today because Pastor's hungry. All right, so uh, those are some of our upcoming I, uh, things we need to do. I want to bring your attention to our item of the month for OCC, of course, the drug, hat, and star. And as you know, the things will be going on itself. Uh, right about now, is winter comes to an end. So uh, prayerfully consider being a part of that. Uh, I want to remind you that youth camp comes up February 24th to 26th. It'll be a for your youth group. Uh, I also want to remind you youth group your parents, and there will be a text going out today. There will be movie night coming up this Friday at Pastor's House. We'll continue our series. We'll be watching the Revelation Road. We'll be watching the Revelation Road Part 2 at Pastor's House. We'll have dinner and a movie at my house. So that'll be at 6 o'clock Friday night. Get 
Scott with me. Uh, we'd like the menorah, and so you are welcome to be a part of that Friday at 6 o'clock each week. All right. I think that's it for our announcements in the bulletin and upcoming events. So I'm going to turn it over to Brother
as you know, it is the year 2023. It's still early in the year 2023. Some of you make mistakes and put 2022 on things, but it is year 2023. And in that year 2023, we are still in the year 2023. So I'm going to go ahead and address that right now. Uh, so in the event that you carry a gun and you still need the bullet, I just want to ask for wisdom in your judgment, especially when you You heard CB say, if you hear the word gun, get down and put something between you and your gun. I am not that object to be between you. <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Remember those things. You've been officially trained now. All right. Well, I think that's it for our announcements. But if I've forgotten anything I may have forgotten, uh, please forgive me in that. Let's go to the Lord of Prayer and ask your prayers to be right and welcome.
the REDC choir. Thank you, Brother Glenn, for that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rendition of all the songs in there. I fell in love with that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Some of us need to have a good talk with Jesus. Rainbows and doves, they love covenants and olive branches. 
Uh, I don't know about you, but that's probably my favorite part is the dove that goes out and returns with the olive branch tucked in her leaf. We love the story of two-by-two animals, and if you're a a street Bible scholar, you'll know that the clean ones came by seven, and that was the sacrifice of horse. And without saying, horse, everybody goes to ark itself. The ark, what do you think of when you think of Noah's ark? Most people think of this right here. Don't we? That to us is the story of Noah's ark, you know. We've got a smiling sunshine. We've got uh, clouds with a rainbow in it. We know what the rainbow means, and I don't know about you, but we ought to be very offended nowadays. A movement, a political movement, took that rainbow and tried to make it as a smite on God. They took it and said, shame on you for thinking it. You say, what movement is that? The LGBTQ plus whatever they are now. you got to be a mathematician to understand this. They took the rainbow because underneath that rainbow is the story of judgment, where God destroyed a wicked world and engaged in immorality. And they took that rainbow and they said, well, here we are now, flying it with pride against God, against God's word, against God's church. And he stepped back quietly and said, you can have our rainbow. Let me tell you what, when you get into Revelation, God uses rainbows all over the place. He's clothed with rainbows of living color. I don't know about you, but I miss the rainbow. I miss the rainbow nowadays. You see someone with a rainbow, what do you think? You think, well, you're supporting some weird political movement. Well, the Christians had a rainbow nowadays. You think it's some woke church, wouldn't you? Let me get back into the Bible. Back to God's Word. Rainbows were a picture of a covenant. So God said, I will never again That is almost fairy tale life. And let me be honest with you, fairies and gnomes and wizards and things like that, those things don't belong to you. They need to be out of it. That's what we do. That's out for you. Anytime we try to make evil look innocent, we're in trouble with God. The story of Noah's Ark is not a baby's bedtime story. In fact, you may not know this, but Noah's Ark story is what brought me. What brought me to him? So how did that happen, Pastor? Well, I picked up a Bible and I read Genesis one to chapter eight. That deals with God destroying, excuse me, God creating the world and then God destroying the world with flood. And I had the question, I had the audacity to ask God did to speak to Noah and please speak to me. And this why you have a pastor today. Why you have a preacher today. Because God honored his word. Some of you might say, well, did God talk to me? Let me tell you right now. The Bible says he is not far from any of us. We need to seek him while he may be found. The problem is, you're seeking God somewhere in God's Egypt. You're trying to find God in your sin, you're not going to find him there. God will reach down and pull you up out of that sin. He's not going to join you in that sin. And that's what we want. God, come and be with me in my sin. Walk with me in my sin. No, God says, come out of your sin and walk with me. Noah's Ark is not a fable. It's not a parable. It's not a bedtime story. It is really a sad story. It's where people abandon God and they create their own versions 
religion, the old version of Christianity. Flood comes and sees uh, a Bible scholar, and you'll know that the loss of life is staggering. Not just human life, but animal life. It's staggering. And the state of the world at that time, morally, is not horrendous. Jesus speaks of those times. He speaks of what it was like before the flood and what it will be like before his return. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Father, come to down to Jesus, saying, and I want to thank you for your word. Your word is quick, it is powerful, something we need to explain. And I pray right now, Lord God, that it cut down into our hearts, cut down into our souls, Lord, that there be anyone who needs to come to know your personal Lord and Savior, anyone who needs to get their heart right with you, and you get their walk right with you. Bless you, we praise you, we give you the honor and glory even now. Let you speak. Matthew chapter 24 is where we're going to start. So I'm going to warn you, we're not going to stay there, but we are going to move fast. So we're going to move fast. So if I get to talking fast, just listen fast. Matthew 24, 36 39. Someone told me the other day, said, Pastor, if you ever lose your job at the church, you will get hired as an auctioneer. Perhaps. Perhaps. Matthew 24, verse 36, 39, the Bible says, But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And let me go ahead and stop right there, and I'm going to go ahead and put it out right now. Nobody knows when Jesus is coming back. There are people on YouTube today that say, I can pinpoint the exact day, the exact month, the exact week that Jesus is coming. I just don't know the hour. What a moron. What a complete imbecile. Let me tell you right now, my Bible says no one knows the day, the hour, not even the angels in heaven, but God the Father only. You get back in your word, you'll know that's true. That's when Jesus comes back, when God says it's time to come back. Verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, for the days that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Well, this morning, I am preaching to believers. My object is to preach to you. Not just unsaved people, and that's generally my audience on Sunday mornings. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm asking you. If you're not a Christian, I'm asking you. I want you to become a Christian. I want you to become a believer. I want to see you in heaven. I want you to know what I know. I want you to experience what I experience. And I want you to have love, peace, joy. But more than that, I want you to have eternal salvation in Jesus Christ. But I'm preaching this morning to believers. I'm talking about real believers. I'm not talking about the person who says, well, I believe in God, so I must be a Christian. I went to church a couple of times, so I must be a Christian. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Christ's church. I'm talking about his body. I'm talking about His bride. That's who I'm talking to this morning. And if you're not included in that, then I'm going to be honest, you need to get saved. Not only do you need to get saved, you need to get blood-bought, you need to get redeemed, you need to be a part of God's church. You need to get yourself involved. How do you do that? Well, the Bible is pretty cut and dry. The Bible says you need to repent of your sins. The Bible says you need to receive Jesus Christ. The Bible says you need to call upon the name of the Lord. Service, I'm going to give you an invitation. Come and put Jesus in your heart. 
But as we look at Noah this morning, as believers, there are many things we need to learn from Noah. Many things. As time would hamper me, though, we can't just keep going and going and going and going and going. Even though Noah is a lifetime of truth. A lifetime. The similarities, the pictures of the cross are unexhausted. You can't see the detail over and over and over again. That's the things we need to learn that will help us in the time to come. So my prayer this morning for you, my intent this morning for you, is that it will encourage you, that it will edify you, that it will equip you as you go about in our business. For the past two to three weeks, many of you have come to me and said, I'm so discouraged. You know what? The devil's been busy, hasn't he? Now, long as he's been busy, he's been going about discouraging people. You know, my prayer this morning is that because he has a job to do. So he has a job to do. God has a plan. Well, no one's got a plan for you. God has a purpose for you, for your ministry, for your community. God has a ministry. These are some things that will help us in time to come. Now, Jesus said, As the days of Noah were, so also will my coming be. I'm so Since the days of Noah were, so also will my coming be. And that begs us. Begs us. Ask the question. Are we like the days of Noah right now? And if I were to ask you for a show of hands, I think every one of you would raise your hand. If we were to ask the scholars, you know, the Bible commentators that were out there, some would say, well, yes, we are. Some would say, no, not yet. And some would say that all wonderful answer that Baptists would say, maybe. Maybe we are. Maybe we are. So guess what? This morning we get to see the This morning we get to see Remember, Jesus said that his coming would be like the day of Noah. So Jesus gives us a characteristic of that time. He gives it to us. In fact, he gives it to us in Matthew 24 about what they were doing. He wrote men on earth. We can learn a little bit about whether or not we need to get prepared, whether or not we need to be busy. Now go ahead and take a deep breath, so I'm not talking about end time today. Some of you are like, oh, I was getting ready to pull out my version of end time and argue with the preacher at the door. There's amen in the Baptist church. Some of you are like, thank goodness, because I'm going to have to set him right to my view. Let me just remind you, no one knows who Jesus is coming back with that call. Let us let the Bible do that for us. But Jesus did give us some characteristics of that time frame. Characteristics that we should examine. And we should examine. Jesus said, verse 38 of Matthew 24, For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking. I don't know about you, but that don't sound They were marrying and giving. service today, we're going to be in the fellowship hall, eating and drinking. Amen. Last week, so, we had a, a wedding here. But they were marrying and getting married. They had a wedding. We have a reminder of that right here. I love this, and I decided to leave it up to this service for this purpose. For that picture, they were 
given in marriage. They were marrying each other. They were given in marriage. That doesn't sound so bad, does it? We just had a wedding on ABC, and I thought it was one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever seen. Why? Because it was my son and my daughter. Amen. Then, for in fact, we will eat in the fellowship hall. We ate in the fellowship hall. After that, well, not after that wedding, but after the rehearsal, we had barbecue in there. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now you know why God loves the smell of a burnt offering. God likes barbecue, too. In fact, after the wedding, we ate in the reception hall. Does that mean that we're wicked?
know. About a hundred years ago, it took you more than 30 minutes to get anywhere. You were getting up at four in the morning just to get back.
weight, had no significance. It meant nothing. It was just mere words. Everybody has problems on occasion. Everybody does. But this is 
something and you need to put the work in our Christian life right now. Look at me and verse 9. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah Walking with God, God, you're going to say something to you like, I know, and we can 
doing that. You better come up with a choice. Do I want to keep going with God? Do I want to listen to the God of those here? After something the body of this they stop. And they miss out on the blessings of obedience. And they miss out on the Christian growth. Something that we call sanctification. And now I say, God, 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 by walking with him. God said Noah was perfect in his generation. He was walking with God. Do you want to be in God's will and to be used by God? Then get off of your couch and get to walking with God. To do that, you gotta do that. that means that it's not God saying, let's make a deal. It's God saying, hard-headed, the stiff-necked badness that we are. How do you agree with God? God, you're right. I'm wrong. If you think God's wrong, it's because you don't believe in God. If you think you're right, then that means you think you're God. And there's the enemy of the community. To agree with God, you need to have to understand something about, about God. Look at me in the prophet Isaiah 118. Agree with God. God would say, let's
what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5. He talks about the accuser. What does that mean, the accuser? Well, most people say, so that was our accuser. Well, we have something else that
person like Noah, then you need to look at Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Noah was perfect in his generation, but he did not conform to the world. And Christian, if you're going to walk with God, quit conforming to the world. The world comes to conform to us. When we walk out into the world, the world's supposed to make way.
people God has called us to be. We need to walk with God. We need to hang in there. We need to enjoy it. We need to not stop. You know, we're not seeing the results. We don't want to see. I don't know about you, but I'd love to watch that good head. Let us be still. I'd love to be standing room in the back. I'd love to have to open those glass doors in the back and people standing with their heads sticking in. I'd love these side doors open and people pouring in. I would love that to happen. But the year 2023, and you and I both know it's probably not going to happen. You know why? Because people are eating and drinking, amen? People are marrying and giving in. They don't have time to come with their next law. I said, that's essential. That's essential. But we're going to keep doing it anyway. Because we are part of the name. Our final point. Something we can learn from Noah this morning. Something Genesis chapter 8. Take a look at verse 67. So it came to pass at the end of 40 days. Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made. And incidentally, the flood had come. The waters were there. The ark had come to rest. The ark had not been around. The Bible says in verse 7 of the Arabian. Kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up the earth. That means something to me. It may not mean anything to you, but it means something to me. That means that Noah was ready to get the heck out of that ark. That means Noah was like, I'm feeling this heavy fever. I'm locked up in here, and if i got to hear Mrs. Noah say that one more time, then there may only be seven people on the house. Or if Ham keeps doing those things, then we're going to have a new family called Reuben. You know what I mean? He sent out a raven. And that raven kept on storm in his face. Yeah, it felt like it was. 
thank you, Lord God, for your work. It is Christian. It is powerful. And it is tough to get into those stories. And it's my prayer, Lord God. Do the word right now. Please, Lord God, for our souls. Down into our bones, into the marrow, Lord God. To reveal to us where we need to surrender, where we need to repent, where we need to give it over to you. Take charge of you. Be glorified, my Lord. We give you the praise and honor and glory. When it comes, we sing.